Okay, well, <laughs> welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls. I'm your host. And and listen, um, I, I I just had a technical glitch. We were actually live, and nobody knew it. So um, welcome back. If Andrew Street joins us, appreciate you coming back, bro. But I've got um, I have an amazing guest on today. His name is Chris Martinez. I want to welcome Chris to the show. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Ken. I, I really appreciate you uh, actually uh, letting me come on this show. I, the amount of people that you've had on this show that are some big names, and uh, it's going to be some some big shoes to fill. I, I promise. It's, when I see what you have done, I, I hope I can I can bring enough value to to everyone that. Uh, they get a little something off this. I'm I'm positive that they will, man. I'm positive. So so let's talk a little bit about um, as we were starting to to discuss um, prior to <clears throat> me screwing it up. Um, let's talk about the um, the the where you were born and where you were raised and and how it all started for you. So I'm from El Paso, Texas, and El Paso, Texas is, you know, it's real far, far west uh, Texas, right? Like right on the little corner. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I um, lived there till I was about 18 years old, and then I had to leave and go to Las Vegas with my aunt because I was uh, not doing the best things in, in El Paso and wasn't really, uh, I, I, I kind of fell back in my, in my high school years and I was so far behind that I said, you know, I need to make a change. I mean, I went out there with my aunt. She let me uh, live with her, her, my aunt, my uncle. And um, as a result, I was able to finish school on time. But it wasn't, I mean, the experience was kind of cool, but with my family and stuff. But as far as doing the work, I didn't really like it. I mean, you know, to come into school at 630 in the morning and leave at seven at night, you know, five days a week, who wants to be in school that long, right? But because I'm, I was so far behind in school, I, I literally had to do a lot of work to catch up. So you, you, um, so your parents stayed in El Paso. Uh, my mom, my uh, my mom stayed behind. My my dad, he passed away when I was probably ten years old. Oh wow! I, I never knew him. Uh, he, you know, left you know when I was a baby or whatever, and uh, you know, as a result. Uh, I, with a single mom, grew up with a single mom the whole whole time. Wow! So you, you can imagine, you know, you're you're on the streets quite often. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. I've I've been there, so <laughs> I, I, I can definitely imagine. <clears throat> In fact, you uh, you you, you I, I didn't even graduate from high school, so um, I, I well my senior year they told me I needed a biology credit that I didn't get, and I was like, for what? Like how how's that gonna apply to real life? Like I don't need that. Let's let's just. I started negotiating. Like you know how how do we make this happen? Where I walk across the stage and you hand me that piece of paper that everybody's living for here, and and uh, they they said that that's not happening. And I'm like, well, I'm out of here. Good luck. <laughs> so I I got money to make. I'm out. So you know it's funny. I I literally was trying to do that at one point just to walk away. But the judge wouldn't let me. He was like, no, you're, you got to finish. Oh, you know? wow. <laughs> well, that's different. Yeah, they threatened to call the police on me or something. I'm like, you want their number? Like, let, you know, just dial, dial them up. Let's roll. But anyway, so, so, so you ended up um, moving out to Las Vegas and went to school out there. 
Yeah, finished, uh, finished high school. Okay. Um, went back home to El Paso for for whatever reason, and got went back to the same bad habits, same people that I was hanging out with. Yeah. Um, and then just saw myself just going down a path that I, I really wasn't proud of, and uh, ended up deciding to move to back to Las Vegas. And I initially was going to go work with my uncle in construction, and um, my brother, the first day I got back, said, hey, why don't you go see this place? They've been recruit, trying to recruit me. It's called CarMax. It, they're, they're opening up a new store here. You should go check it out. And I said, okay, listen, I'm going to go check it out before I go do some hard work, right? Because, yeah. you know, there's if anything about me, I, I don't mind working, but I'm going to try to find the easiest way to do it. You know what I mean? So, right. Uh, <laughs> the path of least resistance. <laughs> you know, so... I ended up uh, going and I said, hey, you know, you guys been talk, trying to call my brother and, you know, I'm the second best option. So, uh, and, and it's your, your twin brother. Yeah, my twin brother. And he's wow. in the car business as well. So he's been, oh, uh, he's been doing real well. Later down the road, after about six years or four years at CarMax, I, I ended up recruiting him to work at CarMax. And uh, he ended up doing real well, did a lot of good things there. I left, ended up going to a uh, Toyota dealership. And that's where I met uh, my partner, uh, one of my partners now, um, Jim DeMail, one of my mentors, somebody that, you know, that's helped me grow as a, as a, as a manager, as a leader, um, and has done a lot of great things for, for myself and my growth. Um, and we ended up, you know, designing uh, or founding a company that deals with helping uh, retention and sales and service for dealers. Um, Nice. Because we, we found a, a, a niche there, right? There's right. not a lot of places that are doing it, and it's kind of been history ever since then. And uh, wow. today, uh, it, you know, today's my first day. I actually left the company yesterday, right? Today is my first day going into my full new venture in the startup world and trying to see what I can do to help facilitate the, the upward movement with that, that software. So... Dude, that's that's incredible. Yeah, I was I was gonna like announce like that that's that's crazy. Like like you know you and and you were were you a GM or a GSM or and and GSM. What's, so okay, what's the difference? I, uh, so there's a, a difference. A GM, uh, which is was my partner uh, Jim DeMail. He's actually um, the vice president of the organization. Um, he does a lot of great things, manages the, the operations. I manage the, the sales operations, and I also help uh, in ways to generate some, some business for our service department as well. So um, when, I, when, I, when we got there, it was, we were doing about 150 cars a month, and our best month we did 1,053 and, um, that's insane. You know, dude. it's, you know, in seven years, you know, doing that kind of growth and just, you know, the amount of, um, building you have to do to get to that level. And then more importantly, to do it on like nine acres, a footprint of nine acres. I mean, it's wow. pretty incredible. That's, that is unbelievable. Nine acres. That's not very big, is it? No, not at all. No. We, For a car dealership. In, in my, our used car department, we probably got about nine customer parking spaces. Um, oh my God. Our new car department, we probably got like 20. I mean, it's it's incredible. Dude, you were doing 1,000 cars a month on nine acres. 
It's crazy. And our service department, we probably have like maybe another 15, 20, maybe 15 customer parking spaces. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Oh my gosh. Wow. So you got to have that turn, right? You got to be like just yeah. pushing it through. You know, so so uh, what 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 do you think is um, and and I may be jumping ahead a little bit. I am I'm not going to jump ahead yet. I do want to ask you at some point we'll get to this. Um, you know what what separated you and your dealership from everybody else? I mean, there's dealers out there with hundreds of acres not doing a thousand cars a month, <laughs> like right. So there is a separating factor. But let's get to that. Don't don't for, don't forget to don't let me forget to let, to address that because I do want to. But let's back up for a minute and and talk about. Um, you know, growing up the way, you know, and, and it sounds like you ended up in Las Vegas in high school. How old were you when you went out there? I was 18. Oh, you were 18. um, Initially I was there. I I actually, this is a second time that I was in Vegas. So the first time I I went when I was 13. Okay. So when I was 13 years old, um, financially my, my mother couldn't, you know, she wasn't able to take care of us. So we had to move to las vegas with my aunt right when i was 13 and so for about a year i was up there with her and then you know after about a year my mother felt like she could do it you know get she had some little bit of work done and decided we could move back and we finally moved back and then we kind of just kind of went from there and then at 18 i i said you know what I, i just finished getting a I don't want to say a bad word, but I, I ended up getting into an accident where I ended up just uh, being in the hospital for a little bit and uh, and ended up saying, hey, you know what? Hey, I need to, I need to do something. Yeah, right. So right. that's kind of after, right after that, soon after that, uh, I made the decision like, hey, I need to go to Las Vegas with my aunt again and see if she can help me get uh, finished at least the high school, right? Yeah, I never went to college. I went to college for like three weeks and went back <laughs> to the same old habits. And unfortunately, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, I can, I can, I, again, I can relate. I did. Well, I didn't go to college ever. I went to Ohio State University, <clears throat> which is the largest university in 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 the country as as far as student population. Fifty eight thousand, I think, oh, wow. students on average, or something like that. But um, but I would just go down there to party. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I, like I, I didn't know anything about about anything. So, um, so, so, let's talk about the, um, you know, because this is literally people. People go through shit in, in, in pardon my language. People go through crap in in childhood, um, and 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 sometimes they get stuck. They stay stuck. Um, and, and I, I would ask you, like, what are some of the, what, what do you feel like some of the biggest influences are from your childhood that, that have kind of molded who you, who you've become as an adult? You know, it's, it's funny because I, I, I reflect back now because, you know, back in the day, you know, there'd be times that you you just wouldn't have, you know, running water because, you know, the bill forgot to get paid or you got evicted and you had to move on and you had to do, you know, you had to go to wait in line at a church to get food. Um, 
I mean, you have to do a, a couple of years of no, no, not having a jacket, and now I've got, you know, like 70 of them or whatever. Yeah. I mean, something crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you uh, you go through these things, but I think part of it, you know, I know what it looks like now, and I just don't ever want to go back to that, you know, and that's right. what kind of drives me. But more importantly now, when I look at, you know, my biggest driver has been, you know, my wife, my kids, you know, the idea that, you know, they, they depend on me yeah. uh, to, to get, to, you know, make sure that we're, we're in a good state. And yeah. I don't ever want them to go through the things that I went through. You right. know, and I hope that I can give them that, that guidance and that, you know, leadership in the family that I felt like I I, I may have been lacking or I just was too stupid to, uh, or too dumb to uh, really understand what was in front of me. Right. right. Like maybe took some things for granted that I shouldn't have and certain opportunities that may have been in a, in presented in a way that I, I just didn't see it, you know. So, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I look back at that a lot, you know, I think, well, you know, how can I fix that so that it doesn't happen in the future, you know? Right. Yeah, I get it. So, so the, um, you know, it, I, I wrote a book called Walls of Wisdom, Turning Pain into Profit. And, and it's literally about the stuff you're talking about, taking that pain, because one of my favorite quotes is, you know, pain is the predecessor of all wisdom. And, and, you know, when you go through that stuff, uh, because we lacked as, as, as a child, we did <laughs> like, like I remember all the, the, the cool rich kids, you know, we called them would be wearing these not, and this, I'm, I'm 50 years old, so I'm a little older than you, but, but, you know, Levi's were like, and Jordash jeans back in the eighties were like, that was the, that was what you wanted, right? No, right. I, I wore Wranglers, you know, I was like, my mom's like, if you want, you know, name brand, real name brand jeans, you're going to have to get them on your own. So at, at eight years old, I, I, I started hustling, man. I started fit, you know, mowing yards, doing whatever, like trying to just, you know, earn some money. <clears throat> so it's I'm that, right there with you. Right. I, I, I know that. I know. You didn't even have to say it. I already knew. Like, I, I knew, <laughs> like if I if I would have had to guess, I'd say he, he started hustling when he was young. Oh, yeah. I had to. Yeah. Do you have a lemonade stand? Not a lemonade stand, <laughs> but everybody that I, I came across and said, hey, you want me to cut your yard or, or yeah. whatever it was, you know, it's yeah. the, the manual labor. We, You know, my brother and I, we, we could work hard, so... They always got a, a two for one because it was my brother and I always together. So uh, they got cheap labor. Yeah, right, right. So, so um, my wife's on here. She said nothing wrong with Wrangler, <laughs> right? Anyway, <laughs> not, not, yeah, not when you're a, a, a kid in the '80s, like trying to be cool. But um, you know the. So so fast forward to you, you went to um, you went to this interview at CarMax and and they hired you and um, like so let let's talk about that because you hadn't been in sales at this point had you? Uh, to a certain, well no not really it was always just customer service uh, you know prior to that I did uh, worked at a call center I was a, like a supervisor and yeah. You know, I, 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 that's, you know, being bilingual, it, it helps um, in areas like that, you know, where they... Do you, they what do you, you speak Chinese? 
I'm just I, I, I speak Spanish. Right? I know, I'm just no. playing. So, <laughs> so, so the the um, so here you're 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 starting out your new and what, did they hire you as sales? Is that what you started as? Yeah, they, they initially were trying to get me to be one of their buyers, but I said, you know what, I think I'd probably do better as a as a sales person. So they, nice. Uh, they said, "All right, let's do it." And uh, I said, "Come on, let's let's see what it's like." And then they flew me to Sacramento for you know four months or so. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they didn't have a store there, so I had to like they had to teach me their whole process and stuff. So when I started there, they had thirty stores. When I left, there was one hundred four. So oh my gosh! The amount of growth that I, I witnessed and was a part of, and, and going to different stores to see help them yeah. uh, build and do all of that, it was. That company must have had some huge investors. Huge. I, I even hear the story when uh, Circuit City founded them. Um, the CEO basically went to the CEO, or the guy who founded Carmax with, uh, I think his guy's name was Rick Sharp, was but that, then the CEO or the board, board of directors of, of Circuit City. Yeah. And the story was that he went up to him and said, hey, I need $400 million to start a, a company. And uh, they saw his vision and they, they went with it. So Wow. Uh, it took them about seven years or so to be, I mean, they were in the red for a long time uh, before they, they went into the black. So it took they, them yeah. some time. <clears throat> They're huge. They have a humongous huge. location huge. here in Columbus. Huge. Well, I mean, the amount of growth that that organization has done it's a really successful team i mean they, they know how to build build the machine and, yeah uh, the good thing is i was i was able to to learn a lot from what they did and some of the things that i've done and did some as a result of you know you know the training that i had they, they did a good job training me and yeah i was able to apply some of the methods and and maybe mold them to my our own methods at where we're at and then with the company compliments of all the other places I've been to I was able to kind of yeah work with the team and we did a great job so so you you uh, that's where you 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 uh, cut your teeth so to speak in in, in selling um, although going door to door selling lawn mowing services is selling just for the record <laughs> it's just a little different right it's a little different right so um, so hey do you want me to cut your yard nope okay you know, now I'd be like, what do you mean? No, <laughs> like I'd be, I'd be on it. So, so, you know, when, when you, when you first started, I mean, did you start like as a, like, do you just explode it out of the gates as, as, I mean, how did, I'm, I'm curious about, um, how your, your sales career went up and down or did it go up and down? Did it just go take off like a rocket? Well, you know, the first, uh, the first couple, like say six months, I was selling pretty well. I mean, I did pretty good. It was uh, within about six, seven months, they um, asked, you know, they started looking at me to be one of their sales managers because they knew the amount of growth they were they were looking to do. Um, they knew they needed a lot of good people, and so they started, you know, from early trying to build the the, the management team that's going to help you know, get deployed to all the stores that they were going to be opening. And so they need, they need people. So, wow. um, I, I would say in the first, it took about a year before they, um, I was promoted to a sales manager and then I was there for about six years. 
um, my GM at the time helped me be, you know, do the whole general manager and training. He gave me those IEPs that, or development plans that they would identify and say, hey, this is what you need to do to get to that next level. Wow. And then, and then once, you know, I just kept hearing about um, the, the dealerships in San Antonio, Universal Toyota is where I ended up going, um, that, you know, how much these salespeople were making selling cars and even just the managers from that end, how much they were making. And, you know, you, you, you just had to make that leap. Right. So yeah. it's like one day the next. And I said, you know what, I'm going to, I don't, it's going to, it's, it came to a point where I said, you know what, it's, this is where I need to go. And I ended up going to universal Toyota. And, and, and that, that was in San Antonio? San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. So I ended up um, in Vegas was a manager. They needed managers in San Antonio. Okay. They relocated me to San Antonio. I worked there for quite, it was a total of six, seven years at CarMax. And then from there, I went to Universal Toyota and sold a lot of cars there. I mean, we, I mean, when I, when I realized, you know, it was a little different type of selling, right? It wasn't, you know, no haggle, there was some room for negotiation, not much, but you had to really sell the value because, you know, if you're selling a Toyota, I mean, they, they kind of sell themselves, right? Yeah, They're right. Reliable, dependable, all that. But yeah. when I was at, used to a bunch of different models, you know, you, you go to a used car lot and every model's there. Oh, yeah. To, hey, you just, you're coming for a mid-sized car. Well, that's the only mid-sized car you have is a Camry. You know? Right. You got <laughs> right. You got to build some value and say, "Hey, this. Let me show you why you need to buy this vehicle." And, right. Right. And because uh, CarMax carries everything, right? I mean, they carry. Yeah. Oh yeah, every make and model used car. So yeah, they do. Yeah. They do a good job sourcing it and just their 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 brand, their awareness. They they've done a great job. Right. But and then so kind of that's, you know, I went there for about ten months. Sold well. I averaged, you know. 25, 30 cars a month. Okay. And on your own? On my own, yeah. yeah. And I ended up, um, my the GM was my partner now, but he ended up wanting to open up a little used car lot, which were the, probably the toughest year, uh, six months in my career, right? Yeah. So I had to go to basically what was a, like a, a buy here, pay here lot, but not really because we didn't do buy here, pay here. We had like one or two lenders and they give you like 40 cars and say, Hey, sell, sell a bunch of cars there. No advertising really. Wow. Um, and you really got to And then here you got a couple of salespeople and they make something, make this work. Yeah. And we were doing about 30, 40 cars a month. And I just was like, man, this is too tough. I just can't do this. I, I said, yeah, Hey, I, I like the opportunity. I, I think it was great that you guys considered me to manage this thing. But I, I, I tapped out and I said, I'm out. I said, I'm going to go back to selling cars because wow. I was making more. Yeah, making right, more right. Working less hours, right? But yeah. I said, well, if I, make, if I can do the same hours and just do it there, yeah. I wonder how much I could make. And then I literally was selling 30 cars a month, just walked back on the floor and, you know, made a ton of money. So At I, the same, never back to the you same, you went back to the same dealership? Yeah, the, the Toyota dealership. Wow. So, it was it was pretty amazing. They, they a great organization out there. They have they you know I, I learned a lot with that team and um, and that and was still in, that was in was San that, Antonio. 
Yeah, that was okay. the Santa. Okay. And then, uh, you know, a little bit later on, my the GM said, "Hey, I became a buying partner at a, a, a Charles Mom Toyota in Austin." And I said, Austin, they, they have another Toyota dealership? I never even heard of it, right? Because yeah. I knew there was two other dealerships. Yeah. And uh, which was amazing. You thought by now I'd have heard about it. You know, right, right. Toyota two and a half years. I should have heard about it, right? But I didn't. I was like, man, right. that's, that's amazing, right? Wow. And he pulled me aside and said, hey, I want you to come with me. And keep in mind, I had just made the most money I'd ever made in the car business in one month. Wow. I sold 35 and a half cars and I was like, man, this is it. I'm, I'm going to be one of those guys that sells a hundred cars a month. I already had a plan. I'm like, this is it. I'm going to do this. And then he tells me this and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> You're like, uh, what's it pay? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's even the, the best part. He says, well, I can't pay you what you're making right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. And after about a year or two, it'll pay off. Yeah. I'm like, so you know, you get hit with that, and you're like, damn. Okay. Were, you, were you married at the time? Like, I had just bought a house for my wife. Oh dear God, in San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife was like, she loved that house. I feel so bad. She was like, I love my house, and I felt so bad. But I said, look, you know, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna pay off. And yeah. I'll, I'll commute for four or five months. And I, and, I mean, I thought I was going to die a couple of times driving back and forth oh, uh, man. from Austin and San Antonio because. Is know, it a long, I don't even know. What's the distance? It's not that long, but when you're stuck in traffic for an hour, oh. I mean, yeah. it's probably it, with traffic, two hours, one way. And you're driving back and forth every day? Every day. Oh, dear Lord, man. And, That's and four in hours the in the car. Yeah, not only that is I had to work 10, 12 hours. Oh, my God. So I did that for like four or five months. Oh, and I, wow. I convinced my wife, hey, let's let's move to Austin. Yeah. And luckily I was able to convince her because I, I kept showing her the opportunity. And yeah. She said, all right, let's do it. And, um, wow. It was great. I mean, the first month we literally increased their business. I mean, and it's just paying attention to what you have, right? I right. mean, it wasn't – adding uh, a lot of marketing spend right out the gate. It was, hey, let's see what we have and put some people where they need to be and it kind of just went from there and so, slowly so, grew it. And and what does what does a, a CarMax do a month? How many cars do they move? Uh, it depends. They, they have a lot of big stores. I mean, they, yeah. they've got some stores that sell – you know, 2,500 cars a month. There's, yeah. There's one, in, I think this is Norcross that sells a ton. That's that's their biggest one. But they got, you know, in Houston alone, they probably got four or five stores that sell a thousand each. Wow. Um, and Dallas, same kind of deal. I mean, they got some big, big stores. I mean, nationally, they got some. They got some strong, strong stores. Wow. So so, but you took. I would say you you were able to take some of what you learned at CarMax and apply it um, to the. You said it's Charles Mond, is that right? Yes. So you, I would assume you you were able to apply some of that knowledge, and some, and, some of it, you know, yeah. from the people development and how you the leadership and, and, yeah. and talking to people and you know the the dealerships. 
there's, it's amazing that there's a lot of dealerships that still try to MF you and just, I mean, it's yeah. crazy how they, they browbeat some of their employees, right? And yeah, that is. To a certain degree, you still see that in a lot of places. And I've never just, I've never believed in leading that way or, or treating people in any wrong way. I, I try to treat people right and, you yeah. know, just, just be, be like you wouldn't want to want anyone else to treat you. you right, know, just, right. Just be to people. I think Lisa Copeland's going to change that in the car business. <laughs> she's been doing a great job. She's a, she's amazing. Like she's, she, yeah. I mean, her energy. Every time I see her, she's she's doing good things. She's in, she's incredible. So um, so again, you know, I, I think people need to understand that success is a. Um, it's it's a it's a journey like it's not like there's no there's like and it takes hard hard dedicated work man <laughs> right like you, you, like driving four or five hours a day in a car to work 10 or 12 hours a day that doesn't leave much time left for for family time or sleep time or anything else right no not at all you you gotta you gotta put in some work yeah and so, so um, see, somebody just put something on the table next to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, so you you um, you did all this, and and you 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 really took. You said you took Charles Mon, um, your team, you and your team took it from 150 cars a month to over a thousand. Was your bet a thousand what? A thousand fifty-three was our best month, dude. That's insane. Yeah, it was a pretty big month. And that was in Austin. In Austin, Texas, yeah. Out of a Toyota dealership. Yeah, last year we sold ten thousand four hundred. Oh my gosh! And and the year before was even bigger. We almost hit eleven eleven thousand cars for the year. Wow, it was that was a big year. Uh, Sixteen, then seventeen, it kind of you know more people jumping in the market um, yeah it, it's been wow know, and then we had an, a whole new point toyota point open up that kind of you know dude that's hurt a, us a little bit you know it, that, it took away some of our that market share that we had been beginning but you know it's it's part of the game it's what happens you got to adapt and overcome it you know that's that's awesome dude so so here here you are uh, obviously if you're doing that those kinds of numbers you're 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 I don't know what a GSM makes per year but I I'm a, I I know some car sales people making crazy money right so so you're you uh, you're making decent pretty good money I would imagine I yeah, I was making a, a pretty decent amount of money, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I won't be like Grant Cardone. He'd ask you what your net worth is. Yeah, yeah. No, how I'm much were you making, that. man? Come on, man. I'll tell you how much man. I made. You tell the IRS how much you made. <laughs> you know, he's strong. I like. I, like I know. That. I love Grant. So, so, and he'll ask anybody. Come on, man. Oh. Tell me your net worth. What is it? <laughs> he, <laughs> he doesn't care. But, but, but the. Um, and, but so so you just recently um, left. Left. You quit yesterday. This morning, actually, this morning I went in for an hour or two, and then uh, I literally walked into the new office, and we got on the call. 
That's crazy, man. So you you literally just left your you quit your job. I quit my job. I, I, I jumped. You retired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I told everybody I've got my running shoes on, so we'll see how how much I'm have to run for the next you know little bit. So we'll 15, see how it goes. Fifteen years or so. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. But like it's you know. So now today is the very first day of the very first time of owning your own business. Yeah. Dude. So we, it's it's kind of it's kind of different, right? Congratulations. That's awesome. It, you know, it, when you look at how much, you know, you make and then you're you're like, well, now I got to start from zero, right? And yeah. now I got to go up and and start Oh yeah. You know, selling, right? I'm very I, I, familiar everything with that. I I told my my sales staff, you know, about using the phone. Yeah. Well, the phone's my friend. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna be getting on the phone and, and making a bunch of calls. So yeah, uh, I'm sure a lot of people be be seeing seeing it, my name pop up on their caller ID pretty soon. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's that's totally awesome. So so um, what what was it that um, wow that your phone just vibrated so hard it moved it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I watched you move. I'm like whoa. So so um. What was it that, without you know, I, 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 it sounds like it was a great place for you to work. Sounds like everything was was good at Charles Mon. Um, and, but like, what was it that made you go? I, I gotta, I gotta do my own thing. Um, you know, I, I felt like it was it was coming to to a point where you know our our software was doing a lot more. I, I, I felt like you know my grandmother just passed away about. 30 days ago, um, mm. you start looking at, you know, where, where things are at. And I, I looked at my kids and they're getting a lot older. And I said, you know, it's, it, I gotta make this, I gotta make this move now. I mean, it, it just, it, it's never, it, if I never just commit and just say, Hey, let's, let's go all in. It, it probably will never happen. So I, right. I said, let's, let's just do it, you know? And so made that decision and, and now here we are. You know, it's going to, we'll see. I, I said, look, worst case scenario, here's a, here's a, the best thing of, of all. I know how to sell cars. Yeah. You know, if everything, if, if, you know, it all goes to. Yeah. Uh, Hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for the word, right? I'm if it, if it all goes to hell. Yeah. Then, you know, hey, I know how to sell cars. Right. So, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. I mean, you can sell cars, you can sell anything, man. It, it, it doesn't matter. Sales is sales. And I, I, there's people that say that's not true, and I disagree. I've sold a lot of different things. And I've always said I've never sold car. Well, I, I take that back. I worked at, at a, a Jeep dealership in Atlanta for literally two days, I think. And, and I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm done. This is ridiculous. Y'all are crazy. Like, I, I was just out. Like, they didn't want me doing test drives or something. I'm like, what? So I, 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 I just left. But, but you know, the um, – so, so tell me, what is, what is next for you, man? I mean, you're, I, I know you've got this new – and what's your, what's your new company do? What exactly does it do? So it, um, it, it helps increase your sales and service retention. Um, we, we developed some technology with some partners that you – know, that, allow certain dealers that don't have a full-blown business development center to help automate certain processes in service to help 
boost your service appointments. Um, and then for sales, it's that outreach that you can go after customers in your owner base uh, via voicemail marketing, SMS. You can go after them, um, Facebook, uh, and then just really just be able to segment your own data and do it relatively quickly. I mean, so so this is only like you're you're so you're tapping into just their their current database of just their current database. Yeah. Wow. And we go after it. You can segment their their owner base. Uh, by, I mean, there's a bunch of different touch points. I mean, we pretty much, I think, because you can be, they can be combined in so many different ways that we've got over, you know, four or five hundred um, different ways you can segment the data wow. and then target them on social media. And for dealers that have, you know, thirty thousand people in their their owner base, or even as low as, you know, seven thousand people in their owner base. Um, there's really ways to, to target your clients and, and generate some business. I mean, for us, I mean, it's, it's really easy to sell an extra 40 to 50 cars a month. Smaller dealers, you, you could do, you know, 20 to 30. It just depends on, you know, the type of um, sales you're trying to, to drive for that month. Right. Uh, and then for service, it's, it's reoccurring. It's, it's that consistent customer that needs your service or their recall um, from a recall standpoint, there's there's never been an easier way to to reach your customers the way we do. Wow. So, um, and and do you already have? I mean, well, this is day one. Do you have clients on board yet? Do you have anybody I have on board? A couple. I have a couple. Do you? We have a couple. Right? Good. So we'll Good. see how that goes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go meet a, the the couple we do have right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna be flying out. Um, here this month going and talking to all the dealers that we have signed up and see what we can do to make sure that they're they're saying nothing but good things about us so. wow so um <clears throat> you have some big goals with this i have some big goals big good. monster goals all right good. so i'm going to be increasing my action right that's it's just a lot of action that's going to be taken and you know to get back to what you were talking about what separates Yes. People from the other people. I think it's important that first, what you know, I think Grant Cardone said it best. I think he said that first you start doing what's possible, or then you start doing what's uh, necessary, then you start doing what's what's possible, and then suddenly you're doing the impossible. Right. And um, and that's it's it's a true statement. You know, you, you just do what's required, and 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 all of a sudden. You're doing it consistency with that uh, that discipline. Yeah, you'll start seeing results like no one else because yeah. that's that's the difference, right? Right now, you've done as many podcasts that you've done. I mean, all of a sudden, I feel like I just turned on your Facebook channel the other day, and all of a sudden, you're now you've got the 71 of them. You know, it's incredible. It's it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And I, I have a uh, I have a company, um, a CRM company, a software company that's actually sponsoring the show. We're putting putting the details together. So, you know, and, and it blows me away. Like it just blows me away. So, you know, and again, for you, like I, I have a I have a suspicion that that um, you're getting ready to explode in life, man. Explode. We'll I, see how it goes, man. I'm, I'm pumped up about it. So, 
when I look at you know the, the traditional CRMs, they're great. I, I still use them all the time. Yeah. Uh, but the way we well, the way we actually segment it, it it's basically a, a, an add-on where it's they work. It's agnostic. You know, it, it works parallel with it and it helps wow. for your outreach. So it's it's definitely something that I'm not sure why we, no one's really done it. And you know, the beauty of being in a store that I've been in, I've got to see a see a lot of a lot of applications, and I think that. Most people, or they haven't really done it this way because it's not that easy. Right, it right. It takes a lot of, a lot of time and development to actually uh, create something like we've done. So, um, wow. it's exciting, exciting times, man. So you developed this software over what the last how three long? years? Three years. Jeez, wow. Part time, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you're trying to run a, run a, a a big big old Toyota store and 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 put this all together at the same time. That's well, crazy. it's it's it was it works symbiotic, right? So yeah. it's, it's it, as a result of it, I was able to sell more cars, I was able to service more customers. So it, it was a win win, yeah. right? So it's it's something that I needed to facilitate my uh, outreach and my my retention efforts and. It, it was it was all possible because of the the team that we used to develop our software. So 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 let me ask you this, and 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 again, like here you are, you're going to be this gazillionaire software guy <laughs> down in in Austin. But let me let me ask you this, um, you know, you've dealt with, and and dude, you you might have the youngest looking face on planet Earth for your actual age, like. Like, I thought you were in your, I'm not joking, I thought you were in your, like, mid-20s, man. And you're like, there's no way you can, I started adding up all these stories. I'm like, how old are you, man? I'm 38. Are you? Jeez, dude. That's insane. What in the world are you using? Some kind of face cream? <laughs> the heck? So, 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 you know, you've dealt with... And I was telling somebody the other day, I've hired, I'll bet you, I, I used to be a national sales trainer in the home security industry. I trained 1,700 salespeople in, in this, this big Nashville conference for, for a week. And, and, and you know, I, I've dealt with thousands of salespeople, thousands, hired, trained, fired, thrown shit at them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but you know what I mean. Like salespeople yeah, no. are are a different breed, you know, and 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 not just salespeople, but you've dealt with all kinds of people in life, and and those people that you meet along the way. What do you feel like is the number one thing that's holding people back from success or happiness? I think that they're, they they haven't made the decision to. I think that so like me, I when I used to smoke, I used to drink, I used to do all that stuff, right? Yeah. But it was seven. It's I've been sober for about seven and a half years now. Wow. And I literally just like one day to the next, I said I'm just never going to do it again. Yeah. And I just did it. I just uh, and I said never. I mean, maybe you know later on down the road i might want to do it i, I don't know I, yeah. I still say never but yeah um, i never want to say never right but right right now for right now it's just not me it's it's it, my focus has been extreme i've been able to do a lot of things i've been 
you know, during that time, I've also written a couple of books. I've written a book um, called Driving Sales, What It Takes to Sell a Thousand Cars a Month. Yeah. Um, and then I've written another one what, what it, uh, for a 30-car salesperson. How do you actually become a 30-car salesperson? I forget the title now. It's, it's, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really pushed it, right? I right. haven't pushed any of my books. I, uh, they're kind of like there, you know, mm-hmm. wrote them. I just wanted to do it, and I, I did it. But, yeah. Um, it, wow. It's, it's incredible, right? But I think that you have to decide. And some people overthink it. You know, what, what do they say? Uh, paralysis, an over-analysis leads to paralysis. paralysis you know, yeah. The more you think about it, you, you just won't ever do it. And yeah. Just gotta do it. Commit, decide, just do it. Yeah, dude, that's 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 a great answer. And I I one I was having this con- same conversation yesterday with somebody, not on the show either, but like you know that that not making the decision. Oh, it was a, mm-hmm. a a post I saw by Hank Norman, and it was about it was about that. It was like, dude, the 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 biggest thing that stops people is 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 the decision. I, in nine days, on August the tenth, I celebrate sixteen years sober. So I, I can I can totally relate to that man. And and it was the the hardest thing I ever did was make the decision. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like that was the most difficult thing ever was deciding that this isn't the way I want to live anymore, man. So so when if if somebody comes to you and they say. Dude, like, I, I can't pay my bills. My electric's getting shut off tomorrow. I'm getting evicted next week. I had my car repoed. I can't finance a bologna sandwich. I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm screwed. I don't know what to do. What would you say to that person to, to, to help them get over it, to get past whatever's holding them back? What's the first thing you're going to say? Just got to get busy, man. I, I think that when I look at people or even – I've grown up with a lot of those type of people, right? Yeah. And they have these mental roadblocks that don't allow them to, to move past it. And, and, and there's some mental issues there and to a certain degree, certain people just can't get out of their head. Right. Um, but they, they, I'm always talking about getting out of your head. You know, I think um, Tony Robbins said it. He said, if you're, if you live in your head, you're dead. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the hardest part for, for a lot of people. But if, if you can, if you can break past that, um, and just start getting busy. You know, Gary V. I think yeah. he did something called um, where you go to Craigslist, get some free stuff, and then go and sell it. I mean, yeah. there's ways to make money. I mean, if you don't, I mean, just just start doing. I mean, there's so many ways to to go out there and and just just do it. That you know, even yeah. from car dealerships, if, if you can, you know, present yourself well enough. I mean, it, you you can get. I mean make a ton of money doing it. Yeah. Um, Marcus Lamonis, Lamonis from the, from the profit. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Yeah, of course. But yeah. He said, if he, if he lost everything today, he went backwards. He said, the first thing he would do is get a job in the car business. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if, if someone like that, that's, you know, definitely made, made his mark in, in, in the history books on entrepreneurship and business. Yeah. Um, says that you know he's on to something i mean and that's the thing is it, it could be the car business it could be you know I, years ago i told this story yesterday on my show but i'll tell it again you know years ago i i, I was sitting in a friend's office who's a very successful multi-millionaire 
um, um, financial planner, and and he and he was a client of mine, and he said he says, um, so how's business? And I said, eh, you know, it's all right. I'm I'm struggling. He's like, why are you struggling, man? You build you build incredible. You do you do good work. And I said. Well, I, I don't know, you know, it's the market. I only I don't even remember what I said, you know. <laughs> it was everything except for me. <laughs> right? right? And he goes, Dude, listen just he and I and I'm sitting there and I'm running my mouth. Blah, 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 about all my excuses and whining and bitching and complaining. He says, Dude, shut up. I said, What? And he goes, Listen, man, I'm I can't listen to this. He goes, Look, there is a dude right here in Columbus, Ohio, that goes around and picks up people's dog shit out of their yard and makes over a million dollars a year. I don't want to hear your excuses. Right? <laughs> I said, oh, my God. Like, what? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's called the dog pooper scooper or some, something. I don't know what it is, but the dude's making a million dollars a year. Quit right? complaining. Go do something. Knock on some doors. Make it happen. Amen. Amen. I've never forgotten that, dude. Like, there are people making a million dollars a year picking up dog poop. Incredible. Right? It's, there's so much. There's so much opportunity once you start really looking at it. Yeah. I mean, we're just in a perfect. I mean, it, it's incredible. Even when '08, when that went to, oh, to I yeah. mean, it, it wasn't. I mean, it was bad, but you know. It was a I've seen I've seen worse, you know, like yeah, you sure. know when you're you're standing in, in line getting expired food, yeah. waiting to get expired food. Yeah, I mean, it's not that bad, you know. No. What I mean, and yeah. and people, and then you start looking at other other you know other countries, and you're like, man, this you know we're living in a great time right now. It's incredible, dude. When when you go to the cupboard and all you have are ramen noodles. <laughs> <laughs> or some government cheese, but like oh, I like the government cheese was not bad. It actually you know, my, wasn't. My mom used to be able to make you know that spam. Yeah, I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, I don't know how she did cheese. it. It always tastes pretty good. I know, man. So, so, um, dude, you know, you're you're a good guy. I I'm so I'm so grateful you took the time to, and you picked. Did you know this was going to be the day? No, I come didn't. on. No, it, it was just it was just why. Wow. Just random. I, I literally just, I had the discussion of, it was about two weeks ago before we even, I even scheduled this with you yeah. and talked to my wife. I said, man, I just got to do it, you know, and yeah. then here we are. What's the name of your company and what's your web address, dude? I'm going to put that up. Uh, the autominer.com. The autominer.com. The auto, M-I-N-E-R. Yes, sir. Dot Maybe com. you can give me some some feedback and, and ways I can uh, maximize my my website too. Oh, I can help with that, man. I can help. With I that. know you can, man. I, I feel bad charging a startup though. But <laughs> um, so so like, dude, I, I like you're you're awesome. I am one hundred percent positive you're gonna you're gonna be massively successful. Um, and and any of my car dealer friends that are on here. Um, or that watch this replay, make sure that you you hit up Chris. A lot of people know you, man. Frank Lopes, I love Frank, and and He's I think awesome. him and Jim Ziegler are live right now. Maybe that's why we don't have a huge audience. Um, but but you know, um, 
I, I really genuinely appreciate you taking the time to come on here. How can everybody follow you? Uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I put my. I think there's not there's a lot of Chris Martinez's, right? So it's like John Smith. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I, right now I'm in, in in Austin, so I have to put uh, Chris J Martinez ATX. Right. Okay. Or my Facebook page is uh, Chris J Martinez. Um, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is, is probably the, the better way to do it. Um, but uh, you can definitely find me on all those channels. It's Chris J Martinez ATX. Dude, so. Frank Lopes just joined us. He just Frank, jumped in awesome. here. Man, I love Frank. He does a great job. Oh, buddy. Frank's he's, one he's... of my favorite people on the planet. Like he called me. He called me a couple weeks ago, and and we were, we were just talking, and 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 I'm like, so. Did, was there like a, a reason you, you called me? He's like, you're my friend. That's what friends do. Is there a problem with that? <laughs> I won't say everything else he said. <laughs> I love Frank, man. He's as real as they come. I love that dude. He's awesome, man. He really is a genuine person. I like him a lot. He is, man. He's, he's, man. He's, he's amazing. So, again, anybody in the car business, um, hit up hit up Chris um and and check out his new software so so you know I, I i wish you the best of luck um if there's anything i can do to help you in any way you know uh just let me know absolutely man i appreciate the opportunity you gave me to to, to use this platform to to announce what just yeah. happened today and yeah. um and if there, anything i can do for you in return please just let me know I, yeah. I'm, I'm here appreciate you man and and everybody uh, make sure you go follow chris martinez i'm friends with him on facebook so if we're friends make sure that you're picking the right chris martinez <laughs> <laughs> so um chris thanks so much everybody thank you for the shares and the love and the likes and everything else go follow chris thank you guys so much appreciate you and we will see you tomorrow thanks a lot chris thank you